0: Hi Cornerstone family, it's Tuesday, March 23rd and I am obviously not your lead pastor David Wigington. My name is Lana Bledsoe and I have the best job on the planet. I'm the children's pastor here at Cornerstone. I'm so privileged to lead our awesome, incredible, brilliant Cornerstone kids. And today, I'm especially honored to share with you all some of my thoughts about our daily Bible reading from our Read by Easter campaign. I had several different chapters of the Bible to choose from to discuss with you today, but I settled on Matthew 7 for a couple of reasons. First of all, this chapter is included in the plan that I think most of our kids will be following, and I wanted to give them an opportunity to possibly listen to this podcast with their parents and have it apply to what they've read today. And also, I chose this chapter because a topic from this chapter is one that God has really been trying to pound into my slightly stubborn head lately. I'm hoping I'm not the only one who needs to hear the reminder that God's been showing me. So Matthew 7 concludes Jesus' Sermon on the Mount that actually begins in Matthew chapter 5. The Sermon on the Mount contains so many familiar and fundamental teachings of Christ, teachings like the Beatitudes, um, being salt and light to the world, loving our enemies, and even the Lord's Prayer is included in the Sermon on the Mount. So how does Jesus conclude this very lengthy and crucial teaching You know, most of the time, speakers, teachers, preachers, we try to tie up our message with one strong, impacting thought to drive home the entire point of the message. I'd like you to take a look with me at our Savior's closing thoughts for this very important passage. In Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, Jesus says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, If you're like me and you were raised in Sunday school, you are very likely singing the wise man build his house upon the rock right about now, or you might be singing on Christ the solid rock I stand. This story about the wise and foolish builders is a very familiar one to most of us. We've learned multiple songs about it, and we've heard many sermons about this passage. And that's really a point I want to zero in on today. God has been trying to teach and reteach me to not just assume that I know what he's going to say because I've heard this passage so many times. I need to stop, press pause on the busyness of my life and really listen to him. I was reminded of this story of the Wise and Foolish Builders recently um, when I was talking to some friends of ours about the trials and travails of raising teenagers, and we were specifically talking about how frustrating it is to feel like your teens aren't listening. I told our friends that for many years, I hung something weird on our fridge in an effort to combat this hearing problem. You see, every so often, my kids would have their hearing tested at school. Certified technicians would bring their equipment into the school and perform a hearing screening on students. My kids would bring home a certificate that said something like, I had my hearing tested at school today and I passed. I would take those certificates and stick them to the fridge. Then, the next time my kids practiced their selective hearing, I could point to the fridge and say, An actual certified hearing specialist documented that there is nothing wrong with your ears. I know you can hear me. You're just choosing not to listen to me. Now, I would say that to my kids lightheartedly, a little tongue in cheek, because after many years of parenting, I've learned that a little humor goes a long way when it comes to correcting kids. But I have to wonder if God ever looks at his children and thinks, I made you. I know you are capable of thinking, and I know you heard what I said. You choosing to obey me or not is just that, a choice. As Jesus tells the story about the wise and foolish builders, it's crucial for us to realize he is not differentiating between those who hear his words and those who do not. He says that both builders are like people who have heard his words, The whole point of this parable is predicated on this one phrase, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. It's not enough for us to just hear what Jesus is teaching. We need to truly listen so we can wholly obey. You know, we make a big deal about the difference between those two types of builders. But let's back up a second and talk about what they had in common. They both had the same opportunity. They were equal in ability. They both did, in fact, complete their houses. They both experienced the same storms, floods, and winds. Realizing how much these two builders had in common is an important lesson for me personally, because it reminds me that just going to church, just listening to a sermon, just tuning into a podcast simply puts me into a large group with everyone who passively hears Jesus. And that's simply not enough. If that's all I do, when the storms come, my foundation will collapse. The big difference between the two builders is what they were willing to invest. Digging and placing a foundation in rock requires much more time, energy, and discipline than simply digging into sand, no matter how dry or compact that sand is. If I want to have a strong relationship with Christ, a life that truly withstands every storm and struggle, then I need to be willing to pay the price. I must be willing to pause the busyness of my life, to truly listen to what he has to say, and then to fully obey. It's not easy, but I know the end result is worth it. Because the harsh reality is that storms in life are guaranteed to come the difference is whether or not I am prepared to endure the storm. In John sixteen thirty three, Jesus says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I want the foundation of my life to be placed in obeying the one who overcomes the world. Let me close by praying for you today. God, thank you for sending your Son to teach us through his word and to redeem us with his life. Help us to stop and truly listen to you today and every day. Most of all, help us to be a light pointing to you so that others may find life through your Son. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.